Psalm 96. Sing to Yahweh a new song. Sing to Yahweh all the earth. Sing to Yahweh, bless his name. Proclaim his salvation day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous work amongst all the people. For Yahweh is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. But Yahweh made the heavens. For honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to Yahweh, you family of nations. Ascribe to Yahweh glory and strength. Ascribe to Yahweh the glory due his name. Bring him an offering and come into his courts. Worship Yahweh in holy array. Tremble before him, all the earth. Say among the nations, Yahweh reigns. The world is established and cannot be moved, and he will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad. Let the earth rejoice. Let the seas roar and its fullness. Let the field and all that is in it exult. Then all the trees of the wood shall sing for joy before Yahweh, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness, the peoples with his truth. Well, this is another great psalm of praise. It's another psalm for singing in church. And um, we're, we're in the middle of six psalms that are good for church. And um, these psalms, it is believed, were sung on the Sabbath. So people would come to the temple on the Sabbath and they would sing these great songs of praise. So many of the psalms don't quite fit into the praising and celebrating category, <laughs> but these six do. Now, this psalm's a bit special because it's, it's the same psalm that was sung when the children of Israel brought the Ark of the Covenant and set it back in Jerusalem. Now, when we went through the videos in Samuel, I think it's 2 Samuel. Um, so in the early chapters of 2 Samuel, uh, was it 2 Samuel? No, the early chapters of 1 Samuel, the Philistines had come and attacked the town called Shiloh. They had destroyed the town of Shiloh. They'd taken the Ark of the Covenant and taken it back to the land of the Philistines. And uh, in the land of the Philistines, and, and God had allowed that to happen. And we talked about all of that in those videos, very interesting things to think about with all of this. Why would God allow his ark to be captured? All of that's discussed there. So when the Ark of the Covenant comes to the land of the Philistines, they put it in the temple of their false god, Dagon, but their false god, Dagon, the idol, kept falling over and bowing down, so to speak, to the Ark of the Covenant, which was representing the Lord. And uh, then eventually plagues and tumours and, and all sorts of terrible calamities came upon the Philistines and they wanted to get rid of the Ark of the Covenant and they sent it back and it went to Israel and it stayed on the edge of Israel for a long, long time. We covered all of that. The Philistines, by the way, should have realised at that point that their false god Dagon was not, was not even a god, but they should have realised that the Lord Yahweh, heaven and earth, was the god to worship. And instead of sending Yahweh away, they should have change their allegiances to worship him. They should have realized that at the time, but they didn't. And we all make that mistake often. But what happened was there was a long process when eventually David became the king. He wanted to bring the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. And uh, he tried once and failed, but then eventually he tried and succeeded. And this Psalm was the Psalm they sang, it was written for the occasion when they actually brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem and set it up in the tabernacle of David. So the tabernacle of David was not the tabernacle 
where they would worship the Lord and offer sacrifices. That was at a place called Nob, somewhere else. Actually, it might have been in Gilgal, and then it went to, was it Nob? Yeah, anyway, it wasn't definitely wasn't in Jerusalem. David set up this other tabernacle called the Tabernacle of David and put the Ark of the Covenant in there. We talked about why there were two tabernacles at the time, why the Ark didn't go into the one it was normally expected to be in, but it went into David's special one. We covered all of that in the Samuel videos. But this psalm is the one they sang as they brought the Ark into Jerusalem to put it in that special tabernacle. And it was that basically, in their minds, they were bringing the presence of God into their city and they celebrated. And the Ark of the Covenant had been on a long journey of about 20 years. It had been into the land of the enemy, it had been into the land of the false gods. Those false gods had been proven to be false. They'd even bowed down to worship the real God. And so this psalm says things like, declare the glory of God among the nations. Now, who are the nations? The Gentiles, the people that don't know about the real God. Well, Declare it to the Philistines. <laughs> Declare it to the Edomites. Declare it to these people that this is the real God. You know, his marvellous works. And um, so this psalm was saying that they had to proclaim salvation amongst non-Jewish people. It's an amazing point right here. Verse 4, Yahweh is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. You know, above the false god of Dagon and above the other false gods of the other surrounding nations. And they're not even real gods. In verse 5, it says, For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but Yahweh, he made the heavens. <laughs> so Yahweh is uncreated. He creates the people. The people are created, but then they create the idols, and the idols are these other false gods. So we're comparing an uncreated god with created idols, no comparison at all. Verse seven, ascribe to Yahweh all you family of nations, ascribe to Yahweh glory and strength. God deserves all the glory, all the strength. So not just the Israelites should be praising the Lord, but the Philistines and every nation should too. And then verse nine says, worship Yahweh in holiness, tremble before him all the earth. And so all the nations should have realized Edomites, the Moabites, and the Assyrians, and the Girgashites, all these nations, the Philistines should have realized that this Yahweh is the Lord. Tremble before him. Worship him. Now, the Philistines did tremble. They were afraid. But what they did was they sent the Ark of the Covenant back to the land of Israel, saying, this is too much for us. We don't want anything to do with it. What they should have done is realized, this is the real God, we're going, to put, we're going to send our other gods away, send our idols away, and we're going to worship this one. That's what they should have done. And it's the same mistake that people make today all the time. Um, they recognize there's something about God, but they don't want to change up their life, so they put God away. The, the psalm finishes. It's a great psalm of praise. It finishes in verse 13. It says, it's talking about worshiping and trembling before Yahweh, before he comes to judge the earth, for he will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. Now, in the New Testament, we know who, who is going to come uh, and judge the earth. Who's, who's the final judge of all things? We know it's Jesus Christ. Here in, in Psalm 96, it says that Yahweh comes to judge the earth, 
that Yahweh judges the world with righteousness. Now, the reason it's saying that Yahweh judges in the Old Testament, but Jesus judges in the New Testament is because Yahweh and Jesus are the same. And um, this is a great spanner in the works for people like Jehovah Witnesses, because Jehovah Witnesses don't believe there's a trinity. Now, they believe a lot of the Bible, same as most Christians, but they don't accept the trinity. They don't think Jesus is on the same level as God. They think Jesus is just an extra special person. But we've got parts of the Bible like this that show us that Yahweh is the judge of all the earth, but in the New Testament, Jesus is the judge of all the earth. It's because it's the same. So Jehovah's Witnesses, Jehovah and Yahweh are the same word. They call themselves a witness of Jehovah and they love Jesus, but they don't realize it's the same. So spare a thought for the Jehovah's Witnesses and ask the Lord to open their eyes that they would see that Jesus is their Jehovah. What an amazing revelation that'll be when that occurs to them. So Lord, I thank you that you are the king above all gods. These other gods are not even gods, they're idols. And Lord, I thank you that we worship you, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And Father, we know that one day you're coming to judge the living and the dead. And I pray that we might be found in you. And today we do spare a thought for Jehovah's Witnesses, Lord, who love the word of God and yet don't understand this basic thing. Father, open their eyes. May they come to see the love of Christ through Jesus. May they come to see the love of Jehovah in Jesus. Amen.